Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This podcast is brought to you by KimPower, the reliable, quick, and scalable EV charging solutions for everyone and everywhere. And StarCharge, the largest EV charging manufacturer in the world and is also a provider of residential and commercial battery storage. Hello and welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast. You catch us on a live mobile version at where? The Chicago Auto Show, of course. Well, you know, we usually go to auto shows, but they've changed over the years. We're always excited to see what kind of EVs, EV charging, information, products, services there are at these auto shows. So I've joined Kyle. I actually took the train up here to Chicago, which was really fun. Podcast for another time. And um, we're going to take you on a tour of the EVs, and like I said, anything really electric that we find along the way. Kyle, are you ready for this? <laughs> I'm not showing any electric cars right now. <laughs> no, those are not electric. <laughs> if you're tuning in on UV tubies, um, come with us. Where should we start with the giant Volta screen here? Sure. Well, we got a charger right up front. So I figured, you know, Francie and I can just chat cars. She can ask questions. I can ask questions. Maybe we'll meet some people. You never know what happens on these. And I figured it's sort of a walking tour podcast. And better if you're listening on audio, this will be really enhanced on video, I think. Sure. But I'll make sure to describe things for your beautiful little ears. And yeah, so we are at a Volta charger. It is, this brand is known for their giant screens they're really taking advantage of the advertising aspect at ev chargers you can see the ccs cable kyle how does that feel in your hands have you used one of these uh you know i've never used one of the dc uh, voltas before i've used the ac ones and they're now updated some of them to even 48 or 80 amps nice ac i believe they use clipper creek stuff inside it's a division of shell now they've been purchased and um yeah i mean i think it's a good idea but for dc charging i think it's a tough sell yeah, because it's so expensive. It's very expensive. I've seen these at movie theaters, and yeah. that's where I think you know the slower charging actually is a great fit. You're there for two hours. Absolutely. If yeah. you can put 80 amp chargers in these things, with Lightning's now having 80 amp onboard chargers, with Lyrics, with I don't know every other insert vehicle here with 80 amp charger. That's that's awesome. But is it worth a giant screen? 
Uh, I think it's up to the advertisers. Yeah. We'll have to see. I mean, they went out of business once. Let's see what happens with Shell. All right, patience. Okay, Ford right up front. By the way, a ton of people coming in. Yeah. So it's getting quite busy around here. Yeah, just got busy. We have a flood of new friends to meet. Um, so yeah, Ford. We've been talking to a lot of the Ford people at this event so far, and I think we're just really understanding the different approaches that different automakers have for the utility and usability of their EVs, how they approach them. We kind of have an idea that Ford might be more of a truck that is electric than an electric truck. What do you think about that sentiment, Kyle? Uh, well, it literally is an F-150 with a battery in it. So I think that sounds pretty accurate to me. This one's an F-150 Lightning Lariat, this particular one. It's optioned with the big screen, with the glass roof, and I'm imagining extended range battery pack. But there's some updates coming for model year 24. There's a heat pump coming, vapor injection heat pump. I need to learn more about exactly how that works. And um, we talked to some of the engineers yesterday about that. That was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but more to come. They are actually being pretty quiet about what's coming in the next model year. Um, but it's already 2024, so I'm thinking it'll be very soon that we'll start seeing these. But more importantly, I mean, we've covered F-150 Lightning on this channel a ton, is Ford's going to be the first automaker to have access to the supercharger network with the NAX adapter. Yes, so Jim Farley, y'all probably listened to the other podcast episode with Patrick and Liv from the Maki vlog, where they talked. we all talked about how the Ford adapter that is going to be free is coming to... Mach-E and F-150 Lightning owners, they're going to be the first ones led on to the Tesla Supercharger Network, which will be exciting to see how that happens. And then I'm sure the, lot, lots of trial and error there. Yeah, and I just got some communication from Ford, by the way, Bronco, Raptor, hell yeah. Diffs are locked, so they're squeak, you know, squealing the tires a little bit. Go for a jump, jump it. Ah, oh, Lane, they need to send it harder. Um, but they got the doors off. Uh, I just received some communication from Ford that we are going to be hearing from them very soon about using the adapter. Oh, okay. Very so, cool. So, very exciting. Let's go in. They have some cool stuff in the display. You know, of course, you have the new generation Mustang. You have Raptor R, which I love. Not These are not electric, but no. what I really want is an electric F-150 Raptor. Mm, okay, tell me why. Because I love this thing. It's on 37s. This has got a 700 horsepower supercharged V8 out of the GT500. Some adaptations. I love all that stuff. I love big, beefy trucks. I love that they're just doing turns with the diffs locked. That's hilarious. Um, but, uh, you know, I just think if you can juice up the electric drivetrain in the standard truck, which already is very fast, and then have this crazy suspension set up, that to me is the perfect truck. And we got to see the switch gear yesterday. It's is just in here. Going? Yeah. Great. And so basically kind of what Ford has done, which is different, they have tons of ice options, right? They really only have a limited, limited selection of electric going from legacy to EV. Do you think that's the approach? Just going small, trying to perfect little things, the Mach-E, the F-150 Lightning, before trying to shoot it? Well, what I would say Ford did is they electrified their icons. So they did their Mustang, which yeah. is this right here. And this is the rally version, which is on like OZ inspired aero wheels looking super cool. And, um, you know, I think this is the one I would go for because you get basically the GT drivetrain, um, just awesome styling, all this stuff. And it should be good in Colorado on the dirt roads. Uh, and so I think that's a good approach. The F-150 was a no-brainer really getting that one done. I'm liking the new green on bronze color combination on this as well. There's no more GT performance or GT. It's now just GT, I think, okay. on Mustang, which I learned yesterday. 
and did you get any reasoning to why that might be? I think it's just reducing the complications of an order, as an example. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they, they had two different versions of GT, so now MagRide standard. What do we have over here? Well, just like you said, they are the iconic... We got all of our Ford friends over here, front-gating over here. And uh, cool, blacked-out F-150 Lightning Platinum. This thing looks sick. I think... Was this a special one? This is the... What is this? Number yeah, yeah, my dad filmed it. I think this is the one my dad did the video in, in the studio. Number zero. Yeah, okay, hell yeah. Um, so yeah, looks good. No more charge port on this side of the vehicle, you'll notice. That's kind of interesting. And I got to check the charge port on that side. Yeah. But uh, Francie, before we do that, what you got something over here for us? Uh, do what? Well, you were standing over here. Yeah, well, you know, I, I just was taking a look kind of at the charging here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, walk us through. What does Ford offer? Well, let's see. So they've got the mobile power cord, of course. Keep that in your front for those uh-oh situations or sure. on a road trip. Absolutely. Hang out with your friend. Of course, the Ford Connected Charge Station, up to 48 amps, 240 volts. I've never seen one of these installed. Okay. I'm not saying they aren't installed. I've just never seen one. Okay. This was shipped with all of the high-trim Lightning Extended Ranges, which is an 80-amp bi-directional. So this is what Tom has in the background of every one of his videos. Yes, Tom Malogny, State of Charge. Uh, really great at-home charger resources. Mm -hmm. He also has this full Ford power thing. So if you want to know more about this, just Tom did a whole video on the Ford mm -hmm. backup thing. I'm, of course, really interested in the bi-directionality of EVs. I think some have said that they will come out with them, but then they don't really maybe have that ability right away. Yeah, we'll go to GM later. <laughs> okay, let's keep walking. Or no, I want to go check out this. So this is, the I think, the same truck my dad filmed at the studio in New York, but I just heard a rumor that maybe the charge port was slightly different, so I want to check it out. They got this thing sitting at 99% state of charge. Holy smokes, they really got it up it there. Goes. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, maybe no major difference from my side. It's a little bit easier to close, I would say. Okay, so yeah, yeah nothing Kyle, major. it's just opening and closing the charge port yeah. on the F-150 Lightning here. Yeah, but of course, everyone knows the Lightning, 131 kilowatt hour usable pack, dual motor, diff locker in the back, 80 amp onboard charger, 175-ish kilowatt peak charging. It's a great truck, great thermal management. It is, honestly, I think if I was just a dude doing work, it's my pick of all the electric trucks. Mm -hmm. But we will see Silverado EV, we will see... I think Sierra EV should be here, but I haven't seen it yet. Hmm. Cybertruck is here. Yes. And I haven't seen a Rivian. No Rivians, I don't think. Okay. So can you tell me about the battery? The Mach-E is such a popular EV. What is the battery? What is the range that you know? Yeah, well, the range is pretty good, especially on like the big battery rear-wheel drive California Route 1s. You're talking over 300 miles in real-world conditions. I think I was on track for like 330, 340 over the Rocky Mountains. Wonderful. Uh, it's a 99-kilowatt-hour gross battery pack. They originally shipped with 88 usable, but then there was a software update that unlocked them to 91-kilowatt-hour usable. Look at that. The problem is... High voltage junction box, heater power for preconditioning, whole bunch of other like, it's just a first gen product and it's time for a refresh. And for 24, it will be refreshed in terms of a technical update. Okay, charge speeds? Yeah, not good. I wanna say 150 kilowatts max and then it kinda sits at 120. Okay. It, all Fords have this like boost profile because yes. they undersize their contactors, they undersize their wiring. Yes. They're not maxing out the battery, they're maxing out the cabling. Yes. And that bothers me more than anything. Okay, why? Tell me about that. Because if the battery, like size your components for the what the battery needs. Don't let my inlet port be the issue. 
for charging. So then you have to run an arbitrary time limit boost, which is just annoying. Yeah. yeah. This is sick. I know it's not electric, but this is the new Mustang GTD. Talking many hundreds of thousands of dollars, starting with a three hundred and something thousand dollars. What? It's basically, yeah. yeah, it's basically a race car for the street. It's so cool. I can't wait to drive it. Um, Patrick was just who, uh, Patrick and Liv from Mach E Vlog are really good friends of ours. I couldn't make it to the switchgear unveiling, but Patrick went to the Ford Performance Center, also where they're building these things by hand and got to go on the production line and check all that out. And that was super cool. Very it's cool. It's getting busy around here. Getting busy and we're making our way over to the Ford F-150 switchgear. Yeah, the Lightning switchgear. Yes. Uh, we were with Sriram, who's responsible for all of the, um, oh, here he is right over here. Awesome. He was responsible for all of the crazy builds and everything. So he's just the best and he's basically built the electric van, super van, 4.0, 4.2 coming. Yes. We got all crazy seats in here. Hi. <laughs> hey, so you're on. How's it going? You. Yeah. Do you, do you want to tell us a little bit about... Can, can I we throw you on camera? camera? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay, great. Here, here, yeah. Take my microphone. You can look inside, too, if you want. I mean, it's all good. Well, I'm walk us through this briefly. right now. So. <laughs> nice. We've been working in there using the Pro Power on board and stuff like that. But, yeah, so it's... Um, this is like us showing you guys our homework because we are using this as a test bed and a demonstrator for future technology, but also pushing our existing platforms to their limits in our own controlled environment so that we can improve all these products. So Yeah, what I think is cool about this is this is literally a lightning extended range XLT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you didn't up the battery pack nope. bolting or anything like that. Nope. No extra cooling. In fact, this one doesn't even have the secondary compressor. Doesn't. Which is crazy. And the primary drive, secondary drive units, bone stock, no changes to it. Yep. Um, well, I mean, again, interior too, It's we put in these race seats because it's a very, very violent ride. Yes. And so you, got, you need five-point harness. But other than that, and the drift brake, of course, which helps turn a you know, large full-size pickup truck going very fast off-road and tight trails, you need a drift brake. But other than that, you can see, you know, I was using the Pro Power on board, so the screen <laughs> awesome. is showing us that. It's like you didn't strip anything out of this. Nothing, this is full nothing. series production. There is nothing stripped out of this. It's yeah. just awesome. the seat change. And Show um, us the suspension. What did you do here? Because yeah. obviously you so, got some wide body stuff going on. Yes, so this again, so we do a lot of racing series, right? different racing series. And there's always tires are where everything hits the ground, right? And we always start with tires. What is the grip level of a car? Where do you want to go with it? That's where aerodynamics and everything comes into play. So same case here. We started with the tires. And, okay, what do you need for high-speed Baja-style off-roading? And based on our experience with 4400 and everything else, working with RTR, we are like, all right, Nitto Grapplers, this is what we need. Everything else stems from that choice, right? Cool. So your suspension gets beefed up in order to handle the loads that this is going to throw at you. Um, so control arms are new. Then we got Fox 3-inch um, internal bypass dampers. Again, to give you 13 inches of travel. Um, now, these things also widen the track width by about 12 inches. Holy so you shit, 12 inches. 12 Damn. inches, yeah. I mean, <laughs> awesome. you want the right grip level, this is yeah. what happens. So yeah. then your bodywork has to get wider. And so our design studio gets involved and helps us sculpt just a new fender front and rear and it looks good like you didn't really need to do anything more i hope it's someone will make this so we can do this with our normal light right? it, it looks, looks so awesome. good it yeah. looks really cool yeah but that's that's when you get the creatives in the studio involved and you get this right 
so that's that's what we got going on um and of course same thing with the rear we got new arms uh new suspension uh new shocks and dampers can you pop the front can we show all the spare parts that you got going on here <laughs> okay, oh, we'll finish out. up in a second. Though. All right, we can come okay. back. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll come back in a bit. All right. I mean, what okay. I do love is how creative you are being with this and throwing it out in the field. And if you learn something from it, you are helping to enact it in the next. Yeah, we um, we already are learning a ton of stuff. And I, I mean, I've got meetings tomorrow morning with the production team on some stuff we found with the PDU that we want to push more. And it's just going to be incrementally building stuff as you need to, not just putting hardware on for the sake of it it's just what breaks how can we enhance it so stay tuned right we're going to as we test we're going to do more stuff to it hell yeah yep. good to see you Sri Ram. thank awesome. you so much Thanks. for everything we'll see you throughout the uh throughout the event and i just yes. love how yeah, they brought it, it here completely dirty from king of the hammers which is awesome yeah we're looking at this switch gear it's it's the only one that's been taking around taken around to a lot of different off-roading Baja style like I said it's going to Australia and I did mean it yeah I love how creative they're being I asked him yesterday like what's the most surprising thing that has happened that you've had to fix because that's what their approach seems to be is like take it out rough Break it up it. Yeah. yeah see what breaks see how to reinforce it later and you know rocks because the tires are so sticky they're throwing rocks harder at the underside so like being aware of that and what it might hit and all that stuff so I don't okay. know, pretty cool, cool. yeah cool. All right. Well, yeah, love that. We have a full video on out-of-spec reviews with Patrick in the switch gear. Um, I don't think going into that much detail, I don't think they wanted to talk about it much. I also believe Ford has more to come on that vehicle. Yes. More stories they haven't shared yet. They're, they're learning a lot. So we got the Bronco experience where they're doing sway bar disconnects under load. The Bronco, which we always say it would be so fun to electrify this this. I don't know what's going on over here. Well, he's getting yeah. an up close. This view. is real automotive journalism. Yeah. You don't see us doing that. No, we're just. You, 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 you have trouble getting your mic back I on. I am there? audience. I'm just working to get my microphone onto the collar of my sweater, and I did it before, <laughs> so I will do it again. Thank you for your patience. All right, okay. Kyle. Great. Onwards. Um, this is some we can get a photo taken. Here we go. I believe this was also out at King of the Hammers. It's awesome. Properly used. Every man challenge. Yep. Sure. 4,500 right there. And then, of course, you have the dark horse, which is not electric and shouldn't be electric. I'm a big fan of enthusiast sports cars, specialty applications, embracing combustion and making crazy. You can have, you could do some crazy stuff with combustion. What I don't like is like a four cylinder Camry driving you to the grocery store with like a lackluster engine. Like that should just be electric. Basic sure. transportation, yeah. road tripping, all that stuff. Is there one car that you've seen, Kyle, just in general, that they made electric that you were like, why? Why did you touch it? Well, I think the 718 Boxster from Porsche is the first one that I'm like, oh, I think I might want the combustion one. Okay. That's the first time I'm seeing that. Okay. Oh, look here. We're over at Toyota now, walking right. over. They've got some blue flowers. This is the new here. Crown SUV, by the way. Not electric. Not electric. No, but would be good if it was electric. But speaking of electric, we're walking over. We have a dummy EVgo charger, which means that it doesn't work. Which means that you get the full experience right here at the auto show, oh, which is you roll up to a dead charger. I don't know. I had... Oh, look, they've got an axe connector here. Yeah, pull it out hard. That's the same display they probably had at the LA Auto Show. Yeah, they, we know that they're still figuring out how they're going to do that, but... Yeah, we that, don't know whose cable that is. It looks like the 
huge. Sam Wahoo, forget the name. Sure. I yeah. mean, on the VinFast road trip that you can now watch on the Outspec Motoring channel, we'll have a podcast on that as well with Jordan and I. You know, Jordan was charging at superchargers the whole time, and I was using the CCS cables. Not once did I plug in the Tesla until the last charge, and I was like, wow. It's like your arm will fly up. It's so light. Yeah, but these will be just as heavy as CCS. No, yes. That's what I'm noting here is that it's not going to be the Tesla experience. Nope. It's going to be just as annoying as CCS because the cables aren't changing. It's just the plug interface. Yes, exactly. So let's stay electric, Kyle, Toyota. Also, maybe we have a second to talk about Toyota's approach to electrification. What do you yeah, think? It's something we should probably talk about more, which is to make the worst EVs on the market, such as this thing right here, and to basically push hybrid and combustion. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, by the way, their hybrid stuff, the new Prius Prime, hydrogen. is awesome. Yes. Tell me why you think it's so awesome. Well, they're just extremely efficient. They drive well. I think they look great. They really made this an awesome car. And then the battery electric ones just suck. So I don't really know what Toyota's doing in, other than trying to make battery electric vehicles look terrible. Well, I did... Uh, I was sitting in the VWID buzz, which we'll see later. Oh my gosh, y'all just can't wait like me, I'm sure. But uh, this man we were chatting about, Toyota, happened to come up and he said, you know, I like Toyota's approach. They're not going electric until they know it works. It, so that's the thing. I think Toyota might be right. Interesting. Or at least on a mass market scale. Because electric, everyone's doing the same thing. They're all going electric, blah, 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 blah. Toyota can put small batteries in a hybrid, in a bunch of their cars, mm -hmm. and probably reduce the carbon emission fleet-wide mm -hmm. more than just a few cars being sold that are battery electric. Interesting. Now, from a personal viewpoint, I much prefer battery electric vehicles. I love the technology. I love driving them. I think we're starting to see sort of this brain shift from a lot of the people, just general buyers, that are like, maybe we went too fast into the EV thing. Oh, yeah. Let's back up. Let's get everything sorted. Let's check it out. And then we'll go into EV. So I think we're one generation of car buyer yeah. behind. Sure. I can see that. I think it's also why come out with an EV at all if it's going to be, if, you, you know, if you're not sold as a company wide, even though there are portions of the company that do seem to be battery forward and other parts of the company that aren't. But why come out with an EV that's so not fantastic? Yeah, BZ4X is lame. Let's move on. None of this is interesting. I thought it was interesting. You thought it was interesting? Yeah, I just think it's interesting to look at the strategies with which automakers at large are moving towards electrification because I do think that there were rushes to the market that resulted in poor products. Yeah, absolutely. But then you have the like the enthusiast or resources from the world and putting all this, you know, could have been avoided. Anyways. Okay. But we have Toyota when they, so they have niche markets within themselves. So like this is the enthusiast sports car corner, right? You have GR Corolla, GR86, and Supra, all of which can be manual transmission, really fun, extremely great chassis, really enjoyable cars. This does not represent the average Toyota vehicle, which is like RAV4 and Sienna and Prius, but they can do this really well. Mm -hmm. They should also, I think, have an EV division that there's can no also problem. do that really yeah. well. And there's no equivalent to like, no, no enthusiasts. We need electric enthusiasts at yes. Toyota, basically. I agree. I agree. Speaking Over to, of, yes. go ahead. There you go. I was going to say that should be electric. The new Santa Fe. Of course. It, it looks, looks like it awesome. is electric. But it's not electric. No, it's not. Certainly not. Um, 
There will be a plug-in hybrid, I think, but that's lame. Um, yeah, what do, I mean, I just think the styling is freaking great. You know, their, their style team is awesome. None of the vehicles look the same. Uh, so I think that's a great thing. Each one has their own character, their own design. But we really shouldn't spend time on this because launching a brand new car in 2024 that's not battery electric makes no sense to me, or at least having a battery electric option. Because I believe eGMP can go this big. Uh, Ionic 7 is coming, which will be like an EV6 competitor. Damn, this just looks so interesting, so cool. Yes. And in person, I love it so much more than what I saw online. Online, these taillights look so awkwardly low, but in person, they're great. Yeah, fancy for size reference. Here's the new Kona Electric. Yes, the new Kona Electric. We met a friend who's driving a Kona, right? He drove it from Iowa mm -hmm. and... Decent experience? Yeah, he said he had to stop and charge once, no issues, 77 kilowatt peak charging rate, something like that. Great. I think it doesn't look as good as, I think there's there's been two refreshes on Kona, right? There was the original Kona EV, then there was the mid-cycle refresh, which only lasted like a year or two, and then there's this one. I think the middle one's the one to have. As shown, this is $42,000. How much is a base Model Y? Around there. Can we check? Do you have your phone? Can you check the Tesla website? Of course. So Everyone's going to complain that we compare it to Tesla, but that is the benchmark. Tesla model. This is front wheel drive, 70 kilowatt charging, has great driver assistance, but it's relatively small. Yes. MSRP from 43. 43,000. Is that after the incentives or before? Let's double check. Let's pull, let's take a look here. Okay. Model Y order now. Yeah. So 44 grand, mm -hmm. which, well, this one starts at 32. Okay. And this is as shown 42, so. So this is the same price as a base Model Y. Yes. That probably, you get a lot more stuff in this one. Yes. Good driver assistance. Mm -hmm. New interior though, I haven't really seen it yet. Looking pretty nice, interesting steering screen. wheel. Yeah, sitting there. All right. I'll jump in the back seat. I'm New Kona to test. Sit into the, the back seat's always been Kona. the problem on this car. The back but, seat? Yeah, it feels bigger. I don't know if it actually is bigger. I think it might be. I actually fit back here. It does feel nice and roomy up here. This is not uh, upsetting, I'll say. Yeah. Okay. Great. Battery discharge warning. Where's that? It just popped up. It's because they, they're not charging the 12 volt from the high voltage battery at I the moment. See. Well, how would we? Would we know? Yeah, here? I think it lights up. Great. Just like the, all the other ones. I think this is a great option if you're ready to go EV. I think it's just, this would be friendly to a newcomer. Yeah, I think the only main problem is these are, by the way, these are really efficient. Do you know, yeah, range and battery yeah, oh, size? If and you drive around town, you might get like mid 300 miles, like 350, 380. Wow, that's amazing. They're very, very efficient around town. Oh, good. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a cool car. I've okay. always loved the Kona. You know, out of spec started in large part thanks to the Kona. Tell me more. It was the first EV road trip we ever filmed. Oh, how fun. I think for the channel specifically. I did some a lot of Tesla stuff before. Maybe the first non-Tesla EV road trip. I'd love to know if anyone has or is considering a Kona. This is a whole nother level though. Ionic 5. Yes. Way yeah, faster fun. charging. EGMP. It's the best electric vehicle of cars.com for 2024. Do you agree with that assessment? No. I don't know how you can rate the best electric vehicle of 2024 when the vehicle can't even do proper route planning. See, interesting what yeah. the metrics might be. Yeah, don't know. I mean, I think as a package, like platform is amazing, charging speed's amazing. Love this color. Love the drivetrain, love the chassis. Everything's great except the software. 
Price has shown $58,000. Holy smokes. So they start at 418 mm -hmm. and they go all the way up to 53 but then this one's somehow 58 Maybe it's... Yeah, so how much are you adding on? Windshield wipers? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's quite expensive. But I am looking forward to the Ionic 5N coming soon. Okay, and then we have the Ionic 6 here. Growing on me so much. Okay, tell me, why has your opinion changed from before? I've always liked the interesting cars because they go out on a limb. They're kind of quirky. This is just a cool vehicle. If you see someone rolling up in an Ionic 6, you know 100% they're an Android user and they're probably pretty fun to hang out with because they went, they're, they're not going the traditional approach. Yes. Now, I could never be friends with an Android user, but at least we know what we're getting into when they roll up to wherever we're meeting. I'd be friends with an Android user. There you go. That makes one of us. Um, yeah, but no, it looks, looks great. I love the orange running lights on this thing. It's got the, you know, uh, the flaps up front to let the air in. It's just a really cool technical car. It's quite efficient, great charging. It's a great road tripper. Mm -hmm. I like the distinction between the Ionic 5 and the Ionic 6. I think there's th the approach here at Hyundai and Kia as well, um, which we aren't talking about, but it's been a really cool approach in the EV space, and I'm excited to see what they keep doing. Yeah, we will talk about Kia. Yes. Yeah. We just aren't. It may sound like we're not allowed to talk about Kia. I don't know. I didn't take it that way. Okay. <laughs> uh, where should we go next? Yeah, let's go to Chevrolet, which is a company that if you wanted to buy an electric car, cannot sell you one. No. That's crazy. So, the, of course, they stopped production on the, the Bolt, which was one of the most affordable EVs on the market. They say that they might bring back the Bolt EUV in the future, but we're not sure. And you probably have heard of the stop sales that have happened for three of their models, um, different reasons, but the Chevy Blazer EV, software issues. There were plenty of journalists who got this car, were given to it by Chevy, and then all of them bricked. Yeah, and ours, we were about Here. four days away from getting ours and they canceled our loan. It's so interesting um, how uh, that happened to like every journalist and yeah well I mean Kevin Williams our friend who writes for Inside EVs he really had the major issues yes. and then there were some other journalists that had some bugs but his literally broke down and just faulted yes. um, but this is the new Equinox EV yes it says it launches this year and it's something we haven't made a film on yet no because because I'm not convinced GM can sell anyone one if they wanted to we'll wait to see if what happens I mean the stop sale we were speaking to someone here optimistic that soon the software problems will be fixed but that they're not perhaps only with the blazer yes yeah so my my understanding is the cars coming out of the mexico factory now are fixed and can be sold but the ones that have already been delivered need to go through something and there's no fix yet and also uh the issue with no over the air updates yeah your mic is covered. There we go. What about now? Yeah, much better. Hopefully you could hear me that whole time. <laughs> uh, over the air updates and how actually these will require taking the EV into service. What is it, 1994? Mm. Crazy. crazy. I don't know. But they're looking good. I mean, their, their design's great. I love the Silverado EV as an example. Like, I like the products. I want to like the products. But, man, they have really just messed up this entire electric transition beyond anything. So what happens? How can you wipe the slate clean? Maybe they just should go out of business. I don't know. That would be quite the historic, monumental historic. Yeah. Here's the Blazer EV. And then there's another one over here we can show everyone. 
So it won Motor Trend SUV of the year. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> so this is interesting because, of course, we're aware of the stop sale, but I wonder how many of the public, how much of the public, when they come through, will be aware. Because look, here, it's here on the floor. Right. They, they're not sale, saying, right? sorry, we can't sell you this car. No. In fact, they should. they're showing you it You're right. as if it is so approachable and obtainable. Right. But the, you know, the inside, yeah. I mean, I just spent time driving the Honda Prologue, which I don't think I can talk about yet, mm -hmm. but I can say I've at least driven this sister vehicle. And um, I think I can say without breaking any embargoes, that one did not break down on me. But I'd really only drove it for a few hours. Zip the lips there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, car looks okay. Pretty poor charging, 155 kilowatt peak rate on this one. Okay. I want to say it's 85 kilowatt hour usable mm -hmm. and 92 gross, something like that. This is similar to the VinFast then. Those charging numbers. port disabled. They must have saw us making fun of it at the LA Auto Show going really slow because that one's also disabled from opening. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yikes. And actually, I think the vehicle has no power to it. I think, yeah, that might be the case. Yeah, I think that's the case because also the Silverado has no power to it. Anyway, Blazer, GM, and electrification, this is all a disaster. There's no way around it. I mean, it's People just such a bad look. have been quite disappointed with uh, this transition. I still believe GM can get into the place of being a leader in the EV space, but it's just been a rough year, really rough year or two. Yep. It's, it can be frustrating to see so much great potential. And speaking cool. of great potential, look at this bad boy here. Yeah, what do you think about this first ever electric Silverado? 240 kilowatt hour battery pack. Holy cow. That's what I want right there. 214 usable. It's got a foldable mid gate, which is sick. Uh, Super Cruise, 24-inch wheels on this one. I'd probably want more of an off-road wheel and tire. Be perfect for my vet cousin. You got a cousin who drives a vet? She is a vet. Oh, veteran. I thought you no, meant what? Generic. Oh, vet. <laughs> okay. Maybe I could have been clearer. Yeah. I have a cousin who. That was is, the third one that I on the an list. Emergency horse vet, so she's always taking trucks around to wherever the hooved animal is, and I think you know it'd be important to have range, but also. Like if you're having to get out into the middle of nowhere, if we're thinking about people who could go electric with work trucks, but are making quite the drive. Yeah, well, this is going to have all the range in the world. 377 kilowatt peak charging. But again, you can't buy them at the moment. Only the work trucks entered series production, which I just had from Hertz last week. Mm. And that was a really cool experience. They had the 3WT, which is the 20 module battery instead of the 24. When you were in Los Angeles. Yeah, San Francisco, but of course. that side of the country, the yeah. left side. Up yep. yep. And they're just cool trucks. I mean, like I said, I think I'm going to get this one, which is the RST. I'd probably go for a blacked out one, too, because I think it looks better when you can't see the lines of the vehicle. It's not a particularly pretty looking truck. So, Kyle, would you say that you're kind of done towing with the Rivian? Yeah, I really want to be. It's such a pain in the ass. The thing's always overheating when charging. Mm -hmm. It's got no range while towing, which it all depends on the aero profile of what you're towing. But this would be a huge step change in towing. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, we'd have the NAX adapter, which mm -hmm. is great. Or maybe even by the time I get one, it'll have the native port. But they haven't made any announcements about when that is happening. Uh, I think it's going to happen right after Ford. Okay. GM is going to be pretty quick. But they're also not the most competent company in electric. I hate to be so hard on them, but they really just have to get their shit together. We'd love for them to get it together. Yeah, exactly. I've really honestly tried to be, you know, understanding of their software issues and all these things. And I've just gotten to the point where I'm frustrated. It's taken me a year.
Yeah. I was a lot less frustrated than other journalists. It's pretty Not good. that I consider myself a journalist, but you have, you know, power right there. It's awesome. I mean, this, if they really go for it, this could be a great competitor to the work truck like mm -hmm. that Ford is putting out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be Lightning versus this yes. and then Cybertruck versus Rivian. Yes. Lifestyle trucks versus work trucks. Absolutely. Switch the order for the respective um, category. Or category. Um, I just got distracted by the snow over there. Uh, we can see the pole to pole Nissan Aria that is all tricked out, and we're hoping to have the pole to pole pole crew. It is um, a couple that went all over. I mean, they went pole to pole in the Nissan Aria. Yeah, so. North Pole to South Pole. Yes. In the Aria, yes. we followed their journey. They're friends of ours. They're awesome, yes. and I think it sucked. <laughs> the, the adventure? I'm sure the adventure was fun, but I'm sure the charging performance and dealing with charging in different markets and they had to swap the charge ports. Technically, that's a Euro-spec mm -hmm. vehicle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're so. going to have to get into it on the Out-of-Spec podcast in the future. Yeah, they'll come on the show, I think, is the plan. Yes. Yeah, we've been in chit-chats. By um, the way, I've driven this exact bus. It's, there's a video on my personal channel of me in Florida driving this and reviewing it. Just, it's like 150 grand, Francie. This is walking up to me and telling me that you've lived out my dream. Yeah, this is this is a perfect one. It has been repainted, but mm -hmm. it's pretty it's much absolutely perfect. gorgeous. We are looking at what Kyle, if people are tuning in in their ears and they're not on YouTube. Uh, I think it's a 19. Uh, I forget the exact year. 61 window bus. Okay, so it's a 67. Yeah, it's but it's got all bus. the windows and it's got the. Um, the Samba roof, which is great. Yes, it's a beautiful orange. It is absolutely classic and harkens back to a time when I was not in existence, but <laughs> wish I were. Look at that beautiful VW logo on the front. And, you know, but I am alive in this day and age, which means there's another option for me. Yep. And that is the VW ID Buzz that I have mentioned before might be my dream car. It is. 100%. Of course, we're looking at a blue one here on the floor, the ID Buzz. And what's so appealing about this to me, I don't even know. It just is in my heart, but it's cute. It's a lifestyle for sure. I would travel around, take the podcast on the road, do a little bit of van lifing, mm -hmm. Starlink. But of course, when it comes to efficiency, tell me about it, Kyle. Yeah, well, I've driven these in Europe. Uh, and in the U.S., I've driven, I think, the orange one that's been going around. Or maybe it was yellow. I can't remember. But I've driven a few of them. And um, I would say efficiency is not going to be great. Charging curve is great. No big peak speeds, though. But it's still like 45 minutes, zero to full. It's actually pretty good with their new stuff. So gorgeous. We haven't tested the big battery on Volkswagens yet. ID7 and this will both get, I think it's 92 kilowatt hour gross, 91 gross, 87 usable. I haven't tested that one yet. Should be slightly higher voltage than the... 77 kilowatt hour usable pack um but it doesn't matter in this no it's not about the efficiency well it, it shouldn't be abysmal of course uh, if you drive slow enough you'll be fine and you drive slow and i think this is you're not rushing in this car you're no. living out the experience of life it's all about the journey in this ev so is this a minivan in your eyes where you drive your kids to school or is this a camper Oh, no. I don't envision kids. <laughs> in, in my dream here with this, I envision Rafiki. I'm not saying for you specifically. I'm saying for the oh. market. I think a lot yeah. of people are going to buy this as a kid hauler. Oh, yeah. I think it would be great if you are have a family. I mean, it's. I think that would be great. And yeah. if you can take them yeah, a long way comfortably, I think it has a lot of features that will be great. It has USB-C ports everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, it's comfortable. It's roomy. I think you could definitely haul the family, but... Also, 
camper, but I think typically some people go really expensive with the camper lifestyle, but might just be car camping in here. And we've done a full tour of this video or of this vehicle on out of spec reviews six months ago or something like sure. that. Uh, when, for the long wheelbase one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So what will come to the U.S. compared to what is in Europe? Um, so we get extended wheelbase, bigger battery. The side window is a quick, quick way to spot long wheelbase to standard wheelbase. Uh, um, this. Yeah. This little cutout in the door here. Uh, yeah. All-wheel drive available in our market, which is great. great. So About you time. This out off-road. No, sure. I don't think so. There's not much clearance on this thing. You can hit a beach. Okay. Uh, can we go this way? Oh, of course. Because I want to show everyone what Nissan has brought at the Chicago Auto Show, and what is your impression of Nissan's electrification? They were pretty much first to market with the Leaf. Mm -hmm. What has happened since then? What's your impression of the company? Well, they allowed for a lot of early adoption into the EV world to happen with the Nissan Leaf. A lot of people still really love it for getting around town. I'm not so sure about how the degradation has gone for most folks, but of course, the Nissan Aria is right here. And like, not the most impressive EV either in terms of efficiency, charging, battery size. It's got a good curve. Okay. It's got pretty good uh, uh, drivetrain on the E-Force, actually. Okay. Torque vectoring, some cool stuff. Great. Yeah. So would you have taken this pole to pole? No. What would you have taken? Rivian. Okay. Yeah, or Silverado EV if, it, if I could get that big-ass battery. Okay. But actually, efficiency starts to matter with that stuff because you're always limited by charging speeds in remote areas, and that's where, like, okay, maybe Silverado wouldn't have been that efficient. But, you know, Nissan, of course, sponsored that project. and. Yeah. They had other ways of charging it and lots of interesting things. So that was cool. I mean, that car has been through a lot. Yes. But, uh, you know, we're at another auto show and um, Nissan had, you know, done the cool early adopter option. But since then, the Aria is it. So Nissan is one of the only companies to offer J1772, CCS, Chatamo, and Nax now. They've got diversity out the wazoo in terms <laughs> of charging standards. But one day, the Leaf perhaps will no longer have Chatamo. I think Nissan did their customers a huge disservice by not offering a Chatamo to CCS adapter. Uh, uh, like a million years ago? Yeah. yeah. It's just coming to the market now. Of yeah. no help with Nissan. I have one, an experimental one coming in, in right now. It's interesting to me because the infrastructure that instead was maintained and continued to be built to support Chatamo that investment versus the investment into an adapter right technology should have just made an adapter which it exists so they're on the market and we'll have one of the first ones in america uh, within just a few days okay okay cool so we got also id4s over here made in chattanooga tennessee these are not the 24 model year updated ones although i am i've already driven it we've made a video on the updated id4 on this channel uh, but in europe i'll be driving a us spec one Okay. Very soon. By the way, Silverado EV work truck over there. And I think that's not from GM. That is from a ComEd, so the local yes. utility. So they have been delivered. That is a delivered truck. And Hertz has them. So Silverado EV is on sale, except I heard from the GM booth today that the stop sale also applies to the Silverado EV. So maybe they're not actually on sale. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I mean, they could have had a branded truck made, not necessarily usable. What is all this going on over here, Francie? So we have some driving potential here of the all-electric 
drive circles. People really sending it zero to 30 over here. Oh boy, hold and on tight. you can take out a Model 3 refresh. Uh, what else do they have on the line? I see uh, this. Aria, ID4, Maki, Silverado EV, Lucid Airs. So are we wrong lyrics? about the stop sale then, if the Silverado EV is here being driven around? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we need to confirm if Silverado EV has stop sale. We My will. friend Nebula online. I don't actually know his name, but he's Nebula, and he knows everything GM. I can ask him. Nebula. That's great. That's yeah. great. We could do that. Maki um, extended range all-wheel drive. By the way, I reached out to Ford. We had dinner with some of the guys last night, and I'm like, you know, no one even told me they were putting in LFP in the Maki. I had to find out, like, on the forums, and I still haven't driven it. So what's up with that? So they're going to send one to Colorado. I, th I feel like, of course, we're interested in those details of what is the battery technology in these EVs, but a lot of the time, it's nowhere to be found. Yeah, no one shares anything. Yes. Although, talking, I was just doing all that Tycon stuff, yes. and they have to, obviously, we were working with the global communications team for that. So they deal with China, they deal with every other market. They said the Chinese reviewers, they are so knowledgeable on battery chemistry. Oh, makes sense. By the way, I Lyric to your left. We've got the Lyric here, of course. And Escalade then, IQ. Yes, the Escalade IQ. The Escalade the Ick. Ick. Celestic Lyric. No Celestic here. No, no Celestic here, but um, the uh, Cadillac IQ, Escalade IQ, is not also available until when, Kyle? It's not in production. Yeah, period. not. I think mid, basically six months from now, this thing might enter production. It's 240 kilowatt hour gross battery pack, 213, 214 usable, dual motor, 700 and something horsepower, I think. It's got a massive ass screen, big boy sound system. This is what we needed, a full size electric SUV. This one is $175,000. Uh, my eyes widened. That is a lot. Do you think it's worth it? No. no I, don't think I think so they'll be a hundred grand in a short period of time. I think whatever we saw happen with the Hummer EV first edition, edition one, mm. similar we're going to see here mm -hmm. with uh, depreciation. Oh dear. Especially as it's launching at a time, like we mentioned, when infrastructure is still weak for EVs, there's still some wariness around them. So I don't know. I like it a lot. I, um, my preference would have been if, if they made the regular Escalade just electric, mm -hmm. but I think room. they did one hell of a cool job here. 10 degrees of rear steer, again, big boy charging speeds, uh, fully air suspension, and yeah, definitely looks the part. It does. Really okay. does. But we, we're not even going to spend too much time on it because we can't even sit in it. So there's no, it's not yes. worth reviewing until can't we can. Touch it. Can't yeah. Sit in Another it. Volta charger over here. Another Volta charger. Do you see fast? All right. Run us through this line, Francie. All right. What do we got here? We've got, this is just an itsy bitsy BMW here. All right. So they don't even have a big booth. Who? BMW. Nope. So why do you think they went so small here? It's Chicago. It's not worth spending the money from an automaker's perspective. I see. Um, so i4 m50 yes i4 great M50. car i don't think i've been able to drive this one have i you we took an i4 m50 around the track in south carolina okay. remember yeah, that and I we didn't really do. like it yeah well it's definitely rides different around the track yeah it's not a ground up ev platform and it yeah. did not drive well on track at all yes that was yeah. really fun yeah. bmw test fest uh, yeah. we have the lucid team here and yeah a Lovely, what is this stealth? Yeah, this is the stealth package, blacked out. This is the touring model, so it has the cutout 
for your rear legroom in the back. Um, you know, huge efficiency, of course, in the pure trim, rear wheel drive. We're talking, you know, high four miles per kilowatt hour, something like that. Mm -hmm. It's pretty impressive. We're Lucid fans. Yes. We don't need to share too much about it. What I'd like to see them work on is some fatter charging curves to keep up with the Tycon game. Because mm -hmm. so, if you can match this capacity, which is a bigger battery than Tycon, 112 kilowatt hours in the Grand Touring, if they could get, you know, they already have the peak charging of 351 kilowatts we've seen. If they could just hold it, yes. this would be the end-all, be-all road tripper. Yes, and um, they were just speaking to... And they need some thermal management improvements on the battery. Okay, so with all of that, they I know that we were speaking to them and they were speaking about how they're working on over-the-air updates and software improvements. I mean... Some, some are able, you're able to make over the air. All of these are All completely. These. Yeah, so that's what the new guys get so right. Tesla, Lucid, Rivian, every module's connected. Everything's over the air. And Lucid software has been great. Even when we had our car, they would get updates all the time. You yeah. just, as an owner, I feel like, damn, someone cares about my product and yeah. they're supporting it. Immediately, and I don't have to take it into... Anywhere. Yeah, you don't have to be a pull a GM and bring it to the dealership. Like, it's, again, the 90s. Okay, Wi-Fi. Okay, of here course, we go. the Model 3 refresh, which... I sat in for the first time, and I like it. That's it? You just like it? I mean, what's... Yeah, it's Tesla. I don't know, it's... Is that good or bad? Because it sounds bad. No, it's not it's bad. A, it's good. Is I it? I think it's good. I think it doesn't have to be good. I'm just trying to gauge what you mean by what I you're saying. I actually you know, I'm putting my thoughts together here. So I think it is... There seem to be quality improvements just in uh, how it feels, actually, the materials in the door but you know is that the least interesting part of this ev probably but i still think they made a really accessible no-brainer ev if you're not anti-tesla what do okay. you think um i call it the best car in the world for the price i think it still stands yeah yeah sitting in it i was you know, just thinking about my Vin Fast back at home. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, you know, Colton, Max, and Ryan all did a video, and they were all not so impressed with the car. Mm -hmm. But I think what they were missing was that, like, the price didn't go up. Yes. And you've got major improvements. Yes. And, yeah, the back seat's a little bit less roomy, but I still fit back there. Mm -hmm. And that would be the only downside, mm -hmm. I think. Otherwise, you get better styling, better efficiency, better screen, it's faster really response. Like, it's... Weighted. Yeah. Like, what really matters? Uh... You know, and I think that you do put a weight to the different things. Sure, you might have lost some space here and there, um, and things might not be exactly as perfect as they were, but... Yeah, I heard it's got a better sound system. We did listen to it on our test ride before, but it didn't sound... I don't know. I, I know, I wasn't totally blown away. Yeah, exactly. Whereas so we just need to dial it in a little bit more. Yes, we probably need to... Cybertruck, though. Cybertruck has a great sound system, which you can see over my right shoulder here. Yeah, this they is drawing all the attention. Yes, of course. And I was talking to the Tesla guys, too, because they actually watched some of our videos, which was nice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so auto journalists in general hate Tesla. I don't know why. They hate Elon. They hate Tesla. This is just the general average. Also, in, Kyle uses the word hate. I, maybe I should use a stronger word. Well, also <laughs> just avoid. And I think that's interesting oh, that's because true. this also is some weird discrepancy where, it, I mean, even if you're an auto journalist and you're not covering EV, why not get in an EV? Why I mean, not try if EVs you're a paid out, automotive expert, mm -hmm. these cars are some of the most popular vehicles on the road. Yeah, look you at their need numbers, to know what they're their doing. sales numbers. Hundreds yeah. of thousands sold in the U.S. in 2023. I mean, yeah. it's, it's bazonkers. Absolutely. And you see them everywhere. So you might as well get in it, especially if you're an executive at any sort of, you know, EV company. So, you know, online, you get all the articles, Cybertruck sucks, all these things, blah, 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 blah. 
talking to the Tesla guys, they said they haven't heard anything majorly negative. They said, yeah, we've seen people nitpicking stuff, but I'd like to they see said this trend. in general, when people see it in person, they're like, oh, kind of cool. And yeah. I've seen journalists that I know hate Tesla walk up to this today. And even F-150 Lightning owners that have been technical term shitting all over this car mm -hmm. or this truck. And they're like, oh, it's actually kind of cool. I think it's so much easier to be negative online than it is in person when yeah. you're either with other people or actually looking at the thing about which you're thinking or trying to review and get a real appreciation for the the, the truth of it. It might not be that negative. You know, you might not like things, right? You yeah, picky, I think but we you... can say it needs twice the battery, twice the charging. Mm -hmm. No question. A bunch of But it also has really cool steering and a great sound system. And it looks wild and it can tow and, mm -hmm. you know, how it does all these things. Well, that's what we're here to test. But Something it's just... Something makes you that mad. Yeah, it's awesome to see a lot of, I would say, more enthusiasm than I was expecting for the Cybertruck. And I think it's cool that they brought it to an auto show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a little a, corner here. I'm not an auto show guy. In fact, I kind of hate them. But, um, yeah, cool that Tesla's at least here to show it off. And they're letting people sit in it, which they hadn't been up until recently yeah, for some weird yeah. reason. Well, if you're interested, Kyle and the team, including me, had a, a Cybertruck down in Austin. Uh, so Kyle did the range test. We charged it a bunch. Uh, also did, like, a full tour of it. So if you haven't been able to sit in it and you want to, go check it out. So now this is where Chicago claims that the auto show is the largest auto show in the nation. How is that possible? I don't know what they're measuring. Yeah, what the largest what? Maybe, Maybe largest number of hot dogs? This, the building in which they host it is the largest no. of the buildings in which it is hosted. There's no I way. I can room. see I the building. Oh, but I can see all the walls from I'm, here. Yeah, I'm just saying it doesn't add up. Yeah, I think that's a lie. What do y'all call hot dogs? Glizzies or hot dogs? <laughs> we were talking about that earlier because there were some glizzies here. Hot dogs. But there are a lot of, okay, so we've got the state police here, of course, um, and some vendors. Yeah, what they the have, heck? Uh, Wait, we got to go over here. What is this? Right well. We've got longhorns. A lot Lazy of bull longhorn skulls. Skulls. What does this have to do with cars? Is this what you're supposed to mount on the front of a Tesla Cybertruck? Well, maybe if you care about I don't know, actually. Okay. <laughs> it's awesome. Hello. Wonder how fast these things would go zero to 60. Longhorns? Yeah. I think it would take like 15 seconds. Okay. 60 is very fast. Though. Yeah, I don't think they go heavy. 60. I was surprised <laughs> you even entertained that idea. Well, horses go really fast. Yeah. They got the Cook County Sheriff's Department here. That's great. Which, uh, you know, where you are in Chicago, shouldn't they be out patrolling the streets here? No comment. She goes, no comment. <laughs> what else do we have? Just shows you what happens when you don't take care of your city, I think. Anyway, more complaints from Kyle. Yeah, Kyle, you've never run a city as well. Yeah, I've never run a city, but I can complain about it. Yeah, you can definitely This is sick. On tracks, Ranger 1000. This should be electric. They do have an electric Ranger. Oh, really? Yeah. But this is the conservation police. This is what you care about. Conservation police? Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah, they conserve things and they are also police. Conservation police officer. I don't know. That's I don't, cool. That, That's awesome. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what those words <laughs> Our mean. friend George over here, Motoman, how's it Hi, going? Thank you, sir. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yep, we have the Marines are here. We can do That's a, a sick truck. 
Who would win between a pull-up contest, me or Kyle? You. I want true. Oh. You can't just sacrifice the votes like that. Oh, okay. I mean, okay, well, one vote for me, two votes for me, actually. What you you weigh a lot less than me. That's a lot easier to pull you up than me. And I'm swole. <laughs> U.S. Army's here, sick H1, lots of other cool stuff. Doing some recruiting at the auto show. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. You're getting the general public. It's a place to interact and explore, so not against it. We have Supercar Row here, some interesting things. We saw this last year. Mm -hmm. Don't see it really at every show, but it is cool, I guess, to get some of the local Chicago spicy cars out. We have a Raw Welt 993, which is sick. We have a 918 Spider. Oh, that's okay. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, just some cool stuff around for sure. We got a. We have a boat, and Kyle and I were talking about boats earlier and how we would love to see more electric boating. Yeah, so you don't put all your emissions into the water. Right into the water, which we do know those dissolve into the water um yep. which is a lot of the time our drinking resources and there are uh, sailboats are awesome <laughs> we sound like ev nerds right now <laughs> well, it's true though yeah i think it's really interesting i mean for instance your horse tooth reservoir how many boats go in that and that is all your drinking water just something to think about okay. also i'd love to acadia. explore sailboats and batteries too okay yeah tell me about the acadia oh it's not electric i don't want to talk about it then this all right, Hummer EV. suv hell yeah would you drive that? Would I, I have driven it. It's got three windshield wipers. I mean, would you drive it as your personal car? Because this is like Alyssa's dream car. Uh, no, probably not. Okay. <laughs> Look at your view out the front. It's so small. It's sick. It I've made a video on this. I loved it. You could just totally um, take down the town. That's right. It's just so sick. And then we have the um, Hummer EV Earth Cruiser. We've also done a video. You were there. That was your first day at Out of Spec that when was, we filmed this. That remember was, that? Yeah, I remember. Overland Expo West, mm -hmm. Mountain West. Yes. And yeah, so we've been in here. We've done the whole thing. This is a factory optionable camper conversion for the Hummer EV. Mm -hmm. How sick is Very that? Cool. Uh, they yeah gave us a tour. I mean, I think they thought about every part, and they've, you know, of course, partnered with the, the manufacturer. Yeah. Earth Cruiser. Yep. Yeah, Earth Cruiser. Very specific to the Hummer EV. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can even climb down through the roof up into the bed area. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. It's sick. All right, over to Buick. No, no Sierra EV. I thought that was going to be here. You thought it would reveal itself? Yeah, but I'm not, not seeing it anywhere. Oh, wait. Here's BMW. Oh, BMW is here. Great. Great. Let's see what we have. We have M4 in a frozen berry looking color. We also have an Acura ZDX right in front of you. We should at least show this. Sure. Here's the Acura ZDX. So Lyric or ZDX, what's your choice? Because they're the same thing underneath. ZDX is going to be the sportier one. And, yeah. I would say. I'm, I'm more of the ZDX off the bat. Yeah, I okay. would say so. But price point? Yeah, I don't know offhand. I think they're going to be very similar. Really? Yeah. Because Cadillac being, you know, $100,000... No, lyrics are sixty something thousand dollars base. Oh, we have base. Yeah, and then they're like seventy or eighty max out. I don't think you can get a lyric to a hundred. Maybe the we'll V. We'll try. Yeah, we should play around on the configurator. Sure. Also, idea for future podcasts would be us specking cars, recommending options. What do you think about that, Francie? That sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. The ZDX and ZDX Type S, which is what we're looking at here, are expected to be priced in the sixty and seventy thousand dollar range, respectively. All Seems right. like a lot of car for the money. And it'll be built in the U.S. It'll get the tax credit. Mm, okay. But Whereas the Honda Prologue's built in Mexico. You could buy the VW ID bus. <laughs> you could just say that about any car. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, let's head... Uh, yeah, Honda is over here, so... Do they you want to do BMW or Honda? What is this airplane doing over here as well? Is that a jet? Let's go take a look. Okay. Airplane? We're already at an hour almost, just so you know, Francie. So Goodness let's start gosh. running. We will. Honda Jet. Ah, that's right, because Honda builds airplanes and lawnmowers. Diversity. <laughs> yes. Mine so awesome. Well. And one EV. Okay, this is what we need right here. Out-of-spec jets. Great. Is it electric? No. <laughs> but it's sick. <laughs> can it fit this many suitcases? Yeah, because this is such a big thing on private planes. Is you know, you can sometimes find the right amount of seats, but not a, the right amount of storage. So then the inside of your jet starts to become a suitcase itself. Interesting. And then you got all this junk riding around in your, you know, few million dollar jet. Mm -hmm. And yeah. by few, I mean a lot more than a few. Everyone's, everyone's <laughs> problem, right? I mean, it's a real problem, yeah. Don't you think private jets are the... No, this is a hybrid uh, race car of some kind. Oh, okay. Don't know much about it, but I'm glad they're testing some electric performance applications yeah, in this hybrid. Fun. Wow, look at that. <laughs> you literally said, look at that. And then... Yeah, well, the, the dip in the front. Oh, sure, that, the air management. The, uh, no frunk, yes. <laughs> oh, Prologue's over here. Should we show everyone? Yes, let's go look at the Prologue. Wow, look at that bright blue color. That's, That's like Liv's hair. Same color, I think, same spec of the one that I drove in California. Okay, great. Yep, yep. And you can't speak to that, so we'll... Yeah, I forget when the embargo lifts on driving, so I just won't say anything, okay. but we'll it is... the specs. Yeah, so it's basically a Blazer EV underneath, uh, again, 85 kilowatt hour usable dual motor, but the sink, the primary axle's on the front, and the rear's just a helper motor, so it's like very, you know, at least on the numbers, very front-wheel drivey. Okay. And, um, yeah, 155 kilowatt peak charging rate, but I asked the chief engineer how it charges, and he went, ah, not a good curve. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, no high hopes for road trips on this one. Even Honda's like, it makes a great extra car in the garage. And I'm like, we're past that point with EVs. We really are. They yeah, like, what are you doing? Sprinkled into your life. Mazda is here because this is the Napleton Mazda group. So this is not Mazda themselves, but the local dealership. Yes. Mazda might be, as a Mazda fan, I've owned Miatas. We have Jordan on the team who's a Miata enthusiast. Could be the first major automaker to go out of business. Okay, tell me more. It's just a gut feeling at some point. I don't think they have the money to engineer the electric powertrains they need to compete in the future. The MX-30 was a total disaster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they have the enthusiast market captured, but we have to go to BMW. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think they're just going to... As much as I hate to see it, because I kind of like their cars a lot. Do you we think were just be in, alive to see that happen? Oh, yeah. But I think we were, we were just in our friend Ed's uh, Mazda 3 hatch. A nice car, but they have no nothing electric and no budget to really do it. Oh yeah, poor Ed. Yeah, he yeah, also wheel. bent a wheel. Yeah, with the potholes on I forty. Okay, so we got some fun stuff at BMW. We have X five M competition, which can only be ordered in competition now, so they should just remove the competition. Right. Uh, and then you have the I five. This is a really cool spec because it's not an M sixty. It's just standard old man brown i5 e-drive 40 which i've been lucky enough to drive this and the m60 back to back i prefer the rear drive car i think this is great and then you also have the new this is a combustion one but seven series which they also have the i7 built on the same platform yes which you had a chance to experience yes what is your impression of bmw and electric because we've done a lot with bmw because they've done a lot of ev stuff so we mm -hmm. like to showcase that yeah they have done a lot of ev stuff so i do like that they've taken a lot of or just, you know, a full-fledged approach to 
electric. Um, of course, they invited us out so we could drive them all around. Well, would you say that, though? Full-fledged? They also are doing hydrogen and hybrid. I honestly don't know what full-fledged means. Does that mean full-fledged birds? That means full-send. Full-send? Into electric. Half-send. Half half-send. That's half I would agree. Half-fledged. Is half-send enough? Oh, that's such a good question. Can you even really go... Who goes full-fledged? All Tesla, electric. Rivian, Lucid. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think BMW would ever just totally drop their combustion. And I think that might hold them back. It oh. might help them as well. But It might. Maybe they'll go more of like a two-thirds... That's kind of what they're doing, where they're building a platform that can support every powertrain I type. I do think that is a really interesting... And we saw the production line, you know? Like, yeah. they're really thinking of how to integrate this. I mean, Motorrad. They yeah. have some e-bikes, too. Yeah, so. CEO4, your dream. Yeah, CEO2, maybe. Oh, even the small one you'd go for. I don't know, CEO4 would be good. Yeah. I think nice and chunky. Okay, cool beans. New X2 on display, but we've shown this car in Europe already, so not much to see here. M4, not much to see. Yeah. All right, now I think we got this area covered. Okay. Sorry to walk in front of the camera, but let's just do it oh. quick. Frenzy went it. left, I went right, because we can't go right. What do we got to see? I think we've seen everything this way. Oh, we've seen everything that no, way? No, Kia's over here. Ah. Oh. And I don't mean Nokia. I mean, no, Kia. Oh, uh. Nokia. <laughs> that was my dad had that phone when I was younger. We'd play Snake on it. Had the best games ever. <laughs> games nowadays. T-Mobile's here. That was also my first phone brand. Wow. Yeah. What a nostalgic corner of this episode yeah, we have well. achieved. <laughs> <laughs> Lexus is over here. Do you think they have an RZ450E? Let's see. Is that an acceptable name for a car, RZ450E? No. That's, it reminds me of how EVGO names all of their stations after names. So there's one named Kyle, one named Francie. Accessible. Throw all these numbers in there. No. It's, yeah. I don't think it's... You can get creative. There's the RZ450E. Okay. Good-looking car, I think. It is a good-looking car. Very bad charging car. Right. You, you get one charge a day, and then it limits your performance. One fast charge. Yeah. And then you're down to, like, 70 kilowatts max. Wow. Because this one has... You can get all-wheel drive with the smaller but faster charging battery. Starting also, I've heard for 2024, there have been some software updates to BZ4X and this car good. Yes. to make them charge better. Do we know what that is? We need to do a podcast on it. I don't know if we do know what that is, but I also I assume it would go to the Solterra as well. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, I was talking to Fred, the Norwegian guy that I did the range test with, and mm-hmm. he um, has been following that story closely. So maybe we can have him on to bring us up to speed on all of the It'd updates. Be so cool to see from one model year to the other, huge improvements. It, they need it. Yes. They need it. Yes. <laughs> the future is electric at the Toyota booth. Well, Lexus booth. Hold on. Let's just capture the moment. Lexus, the future is electric. Lexus, the future is electric. Just go with the flow. Yeah, these things are rock, by the way. Only 32 amps, but they are freaking... They are. You could drop this thing off of a freaking building and it'd be fine. Yeah. New Lexus GX, by the way. Not an EV. Love it. What do you think of this? Looks fun. Your mom has a GX. So this is the new version of her car. No, no, this this hasn't gone on sale yet. It's just Um, about to. Yeah, prototype. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, my mom hates that car. Really? Yeah. She hates how tall it is. She thinks she feels like it's going to flip over. Yeah, when I took it on a mini road trip, she was like, be careful. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, okay. She really, she really well, like I it. like this one a lot. Yeah, this seems a bit more, I don't know, boxy. Yeah, absolutely. But she needs something to, to tow a trailer. Okay. Which, when she was thinking about what might be possible electric, she wasn't convinced by anything. Oh, sure. That kind of makes sense, actually. Rivian R1S, I could see her doing. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, we're at the Kia booth now. I think this, oh, we also have Subaru and uh, to go to, so two brands left. Let's run through, let's go see what they have right. electric-wise. So we already, did we look at the Kia EV9 with, that was before we started Ooh, this video, huh? The EV9 does not look good when you pop the sunroof. Oh, okay. Look at that, that's awkward. Well, it just looks like they got a little hair fluff. Yeah. So obviously you have a- This is the land trim. Long loan on an EV9 up in Fort Collins. So yep, you're so going to be able to take it out, perhaps take it on a road trip, enjoy it. Oh, this is so much nicer than even ours from a seating perspective. Really? But everything else looks different. the same. It's got ambient lighting, which ours does not have. So it's and a different trim. Yeah, yeah. So this is the land trim, but we have the light long. And then there's like wind? Wind, land, sea, water. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's wind and fire. Yeah. So no, it's... uh. So this is like middle spec. And this is a three row. Yep. And what are the other three row options that exist for EVs, Kyle? Model X, EQS, this, R1S, and then those are like the big ones. And then there's the small ones like EQB, Mercedes, and Model Y. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all of them on the market. I think that's every three row SUV and that's electric. And there's a VWID buzz when it comes. When it comes. But there's a bunch coming, but that's what's out there right now. Because mm -hmm. even the Hummer EV is only a two row things like that. And there's not really any minivans that are fully electric, right? There's electrified. Yeah, barely. You get like a plug-in Pacifica, but that's so lame. Right. So I'm interested to see what they'll do for the family car. EV6 GT. Awesome car. Mm -hmm. uh, Fort Collins Kia. We'll sell you one very cheap and ship it anywhere in the country. Wow. They have one that just, for some reason, no one wants to buy it, but it's just an EV6 GT. It's totally fine. Check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. So um, I think that covers it. We have our own EV9, so there, you know, there's not much more to share here at the show. When Jordan and I came here last year, because the Chicago Auto Show is pretty lame, to be honest, this is all we did for like two days, was we raced around in the Telluride off-road experience. I think we did a whole video on it for our gaming channel that we were starting to maybe think about doing, which would have been great. <laughs> How are you, sir? Great to see you. How's everything? I'm glad about Germany. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? It's going. Um, so those were our friends from Savage Geese and uh, the great YouTube channel, of course. But we're coming over to Subaru. This is sick, by the way. We love Vermont sports car. They always build the craziest builds. And um, yeah, this, this thing it. is crazy. Yeah, EV, I mean, Subaru's full of... You're a Subaru owner. Yeah. Tell I, us what made you buy a Subaru. Oh, it's just obvious. I lived in Colorado. Uh, but no, you live I, in Colorado, and do you like women? I love women. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, I, I wanted a car that had all-wheel drive. I was, uh, I think I had a front-wheel drive car before then in Colorado. So oh, that no. was hard. I was slipping around a lot. It was a coupe. Um, so I wanted the all-wheel drive, the uh, clearance. I wanted room to camp in it. I wanted something that was didn't need a lot of maintenance over time and that was it was really a no-brainer you're and smiling so you got the 3.6 r you yeah. got the fast one yeah i did i got what was the decision to get the spicy engine uh, well again it was just like if you could why wouldn't you <laughs> nice yeah and you, the, the story you told me was like your dad and you showed up at the dealer he's like all right let's get one yeah yeah I, luckily yeah my dad was there to help me walk through at the dealership and they had you know, kind of the perfect car. So I got the light interior because I never wanted to go back to black interior after living in the South and burning up every time you get in your car in the summer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Subaru's great. Yeah. And I, yep. all I want is just a great EV from Should Subaru. we show the puppies? Yeah, there are puppies over here. Yeah, they always bring them for media day, uh, puppies to play with. I think they're little baby dachshunds. 
oh. from a shelter. Is that what they are? Or they're labs. They're labs? Yeah. They're such low riders. Oh, they're just puppies, I think. Let's go if take I a look. know that these were wiener dogs, no. Oh, yeah, no, okay. I, I must have had a weird glance before. Oh, those they're are so cute. cute. I just want to smell them. Yeah. yeah, they're all asleep. Bet, yeah, yeah it's a lot for a puppy to play with people all day. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Got, yeah, his, yeah, his right side's different than his left oh, side. So cute. So, okay. cool. Let's go show the Solterra. Okay. And then I think we've covered all the EVs on display at the Chicago Auto Show at that point. I believe One so. hour, ten minutes in. What do you want to tell the audience about auto shows? Do you like coming to these? This is the second one we've been to in a row. I mean, I like coming and speaking to people and seeing what's going on, but I do notice redundancy. And, you know, if you go to the one, you kind of end up a lot. Yeah, I think you go to one a year yes. is the way to do it. What I would be interested in doing is going to CES next year. Wow, Subaru has an ancient... This is like the old Clipper Creek... This is like... Like what, from the Tesla Roadster days. This is what, if this were at a trailhead, what the Rivian yes. network should be. Is This is, looks like it should be at a trailhead. Yeah, Obviously, you have to press to start or stop. How did this make it in? See, this is where it says to press, but the button's actually here. Oh. <laughs> There's actually a button. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't know how this made it, but Solterra. Solterra. Save the best for last, right, Francie? This is it. If you don't have a Subaru Solterra and you're interested in going electric, what do you think? 6.6-kilowatt <laughs> uh, so onboard charger. Again, very limited DC performance. There's a kilowatt-hour counter in a certain time period, so mm -hmm. it'll just can't go on a road trip. No, and underneath it is the BZ4X, the Toyota yep. bz Fantastic all-wheel drive system. Yeah, of course. X they mode. Have, yep. I'm sure they have different parts of the great Subaru design, uh, like the all-wheel drive. And I don't know, I haven't driven one. Okay. So tell me what else. Yeah, you, you just don't even consider this car. Okay. There's so many bad EVs on the market. It's and, and then, yeah, there's so many bad chargers out there in the world. So it's just such an interesting approach. Subaru okay. is doing an announcement, so yeah, we're going to leave. Yeah, let's get out of here. Um, I think they're saying, out of spec, leave Subaru. You're not welcome <laughs> here. No, we're welcome here. Yeah. I'm a Subaru lover at heart. And yeah, I think what I would just love to see, and I think I said it at the, at the LA Auto Show as well, is that so much room for innovation and uh, not coming out with a product too soon just because you want to put an EV on the market. I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? What uh, do you think about auto shows? I kind of hate them. Okay. I don't know why we come. I, I, this one was a really curious one to me because I woke up the morning that my flight was and I wasn't going to go. And then I said, oh, let's go. Yeah, and, and I easily could hop on a train, yeah. so I did an overnight train, and that was fun. So there's always, you know, open to adventure and checking something out, but I think, like, you know, Rivian is going to do the R2 unveiling. It's just Rivian. Tesla does things. It's just Tesla. Polestar had Polestar Day. Yeah, Polestar had Polestar Day, so these just singular events, perhaps... They might not even be that exciting either, but... I think that's the way to do it, personally. It does seem like the way to do it as well. And But I think that this is a great thing to do with the family, so... Can't yeah, if you're in Chicago, that. come. you can spend a whole day here, sit in all the cars. There's no reason not to come to the show. But for us who like to drive the cars and live at the cars and test the cars, 
this is just such a window shopping event. Yeah, absolutely. But it made for a great podcast. Yeah. So we had fun. We got to see everything. It's it's more again networking from my side. We see some of the executives from the automakers. We see the press people that we talk to. We get pizza sauce. Giant cans of pizza sauce. What the heck? That is so random. This is so cool. Well, we might as well wrap it up here with this pizza sauce pan. That is as big as my head. <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah, that was a fun podcast and um, just yeah, a way to keep yeah keep uh, you know tabs on what's going on in the auto industry. I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully you liked walking around with us. Usually, you know, we're pretty stagnant in our podcast. Not with our topics, though. Those are dynamic and always moving. So thanks for tuning in to another Autospec podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. And what was your favorite thing that you saw along the walk with us? Would love to know. What was your favorite thing? The VW ID Buzz. <laughs> and okay. the predecessor. The yeah, bus. the old uh, 60s bus. Yes. Okay. I think my favorite thing was... Hmm. Don't know. Really? Yeah, maybe Raptor R with the V8. It's pretty sick. You really like what the switchgear is doing? Yeah, switchgear is cool, but you can't buy it, which is kind of lame. But mm -hmm. I do love that they are just like trying to break it to yeah. make the next generation trucks yeah, better. I love that approach. Yeah. A lot of different pro approaches in the electric space. Yeah, I think, yeah, switchgear is pretty sick. That's my style. Yeah. And Ford said I could drive it. Oh, great. <laughs> I bet you wish you could have gone to that event. Yeah, King of Hammers, yeah. That would have yeah. been awesome. But Let us know if you go to the Chicago Auto Show as well. Yeah. Stay warm. Have a great day. We'll see you next time on the next Out of Spec podcast. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.